This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Yep, love that voice. That means it is time for another week of Nebraska Preps Post Game, which means I get my guy, Jacob Padilla. JP, man, I appreciate it. I know you're not feeling great, but you're hanging in there. Yeah, um, bear with me if I need to clear my throat a few times throughout this, but not feeling the best and figured it would be safest for me to just call in remotely uh, to get this week knocked out. Yeah, well, I appreciate you uh, thinking of my health and my kiddos' health. I've got a, a a young princess at home who is uh she has asthma so I'm very conscious about not making sure you know making sure she's yeah. in the best position possible as a three and a half year old so I appreciate it Caleb my everybody else you know they could care less they <laughs> they think they're invincible anyway yeah not not a not a great week to kind of recap but we are getting ready for June. Um, which means high school will start. But let's start with recapping the weekend. Maybe tournament here locally for the younger guys that I saw in Omaha. Uh, you were in Lincoln watching some of the older guys play, man. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, went down to Lincoln to cover the the prep hoops tournament down there this weekend, and uh, like I said, it was a smaller field. Uh, I think. Most teams at this point in the season are kind of off. They, they, they've hit their time for a break to let the kids get ready for June. But there, there were a few teams down there. And um, the OSA Gold teams, Omaha Elite teams, NRE 15s, and then uh, Crete actually put a couple of their teams in the Crete High School. Um, so I got to see a little bit there. Um, saw a couple of game winners. Uh, saw... Uh, Alex Wilcox and go off all weekend. Yeah, he's having a fantastic. Uh, I feel like we say this every week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of what I was thinking as I was kind of going over my notes for this, but uh, we can definitely start there because he was the best player I saw this weekend. Uh, in their four games, he averaged twenty-two points a game and shot twenty of thirty-eight from three, plus dished out four, uh, three and a half assists, four rebounds, and got over three steals a game. So he, he just had a monster weekend, had a 29-point game, uh, had a 27-point game, a 20-point game, and then was slacking a little bit in the first game, almost scored 13. Uh, but the, they went 4-0 um, over the weekend. And it um, for the first time I saw Carter Mick and Luke Nomishi play with them, yeah. uh, multi-sport guys there. Obviously, Mick just made the uh, deep run at state with Lincoln East Baseball. and uh, no, Mishi's a pretty good soccer player for West Side as well. So it was good to see those guys with him. I really think he's a really good athlete, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, good change direction. He's kind of bouncy, um, and he's a great kid too. By the way, man, he's uh, those are two nice additions. I think oh, yeah. for that team, finally gives them some depth. They've been playing pretty shorthanded all all spring summer. Yeah, for sure. And this is uh, they finally got up to eight guys there. Although Joey Veep, uh wasn't there on Sunday, but 
Um, they, I think Carter Milk, Mick in particular is really going to help them now that he's kind of all in on basketball. Uh, he is not going to do Legion baseball, um, from what I understand. So it's so July should be all hoops for him. Um, and w- with Matt Binder getting hurt and not being able to play the rest of the summer, um, good to see him out there uh, on his crutches and his boot uh, supporting his guys on Saturday. But uh, I think Mick is a guy that's really going to be able to step in there and, and provide some of the stuff that they lost with Binder in terms of a guy that can score in the backcourt, can handle the ball a little bit, can go to the rim, can, can knock down threes. Um, so I, I think he's going to make that team much stronger. And then Nomishi is a, kind of a versatile forward who can yeah. handle the ball and rebound. So they, uh, th- that team definitely got stronger. And uh, I think it was a good way to, to close out uh, the spring. I believe they went 16 and four overall and talked about Wilcoxon, but man, Getting up 38 threes in four games is really impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, almost as much as hitting 20 of them. Uh, he's a kid that just is so confident in his shot. If you're not there crowding him on the catch, he's getting that thing up. And more often than not, it's going to go in. Um, and then he was uh, responsible for one of the game winners I saw too. Um, I kind of tweeted out the video, but they uh, gave up the, uh, the, 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 the tying bucket. Um, uh, with less than 10 seconds to go, and they got the ball into the, to him. He took it length of the court, um, pulled off a nice, like, midair spin move uh, jump stop, took off on two, spun, landed on two, and then went up and finished uh, a- as time expired there to, to give them the win. Um, so, overall, really good weekend for, for Wilcoxon and for the, uh, for the OSA Gold 16s. And they went 4-0, and also Omaha Elite. Uh, their 16s went 4-0. I, a lot of people like them. Um, I was just talking with one of the uh, college coaches that's recruiting here locally for one of the other Big Ten schools that happened to be at a tournament a couple weeks ago when they were in Iowa. And uh, he was asking me about some of the guys from Omaha League just kind of in passing as we were dialoguing. A, a lot of people like the athleticisms of the, of the athleticism of those 16s. Yeah, Unfortunately, I, I plan to watch them three times because I hadn't seen them yet. And twice their game started before I got over there because the one I was on either went long or their game started 20 minutes early. So I wasn't able to sit in and watch three full games. But um, from what I did see, I, I was really impressed with Quentin McCafferty, um, the big guy from Omaha Concordia, uh, 6'9 at 16. A uh, big, strong frame. Uh, he had a double-double in the one game I did track. Uh, he, he was impressive in, in the stretches I saw of the other games. Uh, and he's a guy that's, I think, continuing to get better, that it's still kind of still scratching the surface. Um, he's still continuing to, to kind of uh, become more coordinated, um, more efficient with his movements, continuing to add a little bit offensively. But 15 and 10, five offensive rebounds in, in that one game I watched. He finished well. Um and he's a guy that he was blocking shots really well as well, um, impacting a lot of shots at the rim. Um, so he, he had a really good weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how he continues to develop. Because, again, he, we don't often see kids his size at his age around, <laughs> around these parts. So he's one to track for sure. And then you mentioned the athleticism. Uh, Dale Ron uh, Thomas. Good player. At, at point there. And Minor Strong, kind of his Omaha North running mate out there on the wing. Um, had a really good weekend shooting the ball. Um, he he uh, 
hit four or five threes in, in the game that I did track. And then in the other, uh, in the others, he, um, he made some impressive plays, uh, had strong weekend as well. So, um, that's a good team. Uh, Devin Holman, who is transferred from Omaha South to Omaha Central. Um, he, he played really well in the game that I tracked as well. Um, good size, good length, um, can run the floor, can go finish at the rim. So they didn't face the greatest, greatest competition. There was a lot of kind of runouts, playing in transition, getting stops and, and pushing it. Um, the, the one game that they did get tested was um, against Arena Cooper. Um, but the other three, they kind of handled th- their business w- without too much trouble. So would have liked to have seen a little bit more than I ended up uh, getting to. But again, that's another team that went 4-0 and took care of business. So um, st- strong, strong weekend for the 16s. 17s, a bit more of a struggle. Um, OSA Gold, they were playing shorthanded first. Uh, no Alec Noonan on Saturday. Then no Isaac Connor on Sunday. And then Ben Boudreau got hurt on Sunday as well. I hope he's uh, I hope that's nothing major, right? He's yeah. he's kind of struggled trying to stay healthy here these last four or five months. Yeah. Um he, he said uh trainer told him it was a bone bruise. Um he tried to to go back out there and just couldn't really run. So hopefully it is something that um he'll be able to heal relatively quickly. But um yeah, they they so they, they barely made it through the weekend with uh, with with the team with enough guys to compete. Um, they went one and three. Um, I believe it was overtime. The one game they did win in. Um, I thought Jackson Moore Swan w- was pretty strong this weekend at the point, and he's a guy I think was kind of feeling his way out. Uh, new, uh, some new teammates and new coach, uh, kind of new offense, all that this year for that team. He's been on that that team all three years. Um, but I think the last couple of weekends, he's really started to come on strong and, uh, it's kind of impacting the game in a lot of different ways. He can go to the rim and finish. He's a good rebounder for a point guard and, and he can make plays for others. So, um, overall I, I was pretty impressed with, with him this weekend. Um, and I, I did see a, a game winner. The other game winner I saw was for the Crete team. Uh, it's the Call them so CCB. I'm guessing Creek Cardinals basketball there. Um, <laughs> and from Aiden McDowell, who's 16, playing up with uh, the, the 17s guys there. Um, they <laughs> so t- uh, they they were down one, gave up a bucket, uh, called a timeout w- with the ball on the side, and ran a play. They tried to get the ball. They tried to isolate um, uh, Javen Gardner on, on the kind of in the mid post on the right side, uh, Aiden passed the ball in, tried to get it into him. The, de- the, pa- uh, the defender deflected the ball. It went right back to Aiden and he knocked down a three at the buzzer. Um, so that, that, that was pretty cool for them. They went two and two, I believe, um, with kind of their varsity high school guys there. And, uh, Aiden's a guy that played for Lincoln Supreme last summer. I saw quite a bit, kind of a longer guard, six, three, um, Pretty pretty talented offensive player, um, so it, it was good to see him kind of have some success there. I haven't seen him at all this summer because I know he's just playing with Crete, kind of working on the high school stuff. So, um, with all ahead. the with all the movement um, and June coming up around the corner, uh, are there some places or some destinations you'd like to get to sooner rather than later? Yeah, we'll have to see uh, who uh, who ends up playing where. I haven't started kind of accumulating the, the schedule for what's going to be happening in June. 
um, just yet. Um, I think that the last kind of thing we've got coming up here uh, this month is the the Bison or the MBDA freshman tournament this weekend down in Lincoln. Uh, and then after that, I think we're charging full steam ahead into uh, June with the high schools. And usually I believe the Bryan tournament is kind of the, the one that kicks things off. Obviously you'll have the, the Monday night league uh, that OSA runs, I'll have the Tuesday league down in Lincoln um, at, uh, at, at Kinetic, and then just the various team camps and, uh, other events for the weekends going forward. So um, definitely going to have to see kind of who ends up playing where. I, I think both those weekly uh, summer leagues will definitely be worth uh, going to uh, just with the, with the movement, with the new uh, kind of new coaching staffs around. Obviously, the head coaches aren't going to be there um, kind of uh, instructing them uh, actively, but you still get to see kind of how the new players come together and what, what kind of system that the coaches have tried to put in that the kids can play with. So um, I, I, I think just the, the obviously um, the programs that have a, a lot of newcomers and I think we'll be able to see obviously Lincoln, you have the Lincoln Southeast. I think will be good to see um, Lincoln Southwest bringing theirs lot. That's kind of that, that summer league last year is kind of where I started to think, okay, these guys, these guys have a chance to make a leap here. Um, and up in Omaha, obviously I got to see who's playing for Omaha central, um, uh, uh, under Bruce Chubbuck jr. Got to figure out, all right, who, who's there. We'll see if any of the, the new schools, uh, kind of get involved with any of this. I know. How, how would North. you, how would you approach that? Jacob, with yeah. with, that, with the baptism by fire, older, younger. We saw Elkhorn North jump right in a couple years ago, and they were playing with a lot of underclassmen. It it maybe served them well. They took their lumps in that first year, but they they jumped in right away. Yeah, and, and it was uh, tough for them. Uh, there weren't a lot, a lot of those games that were super competitive. Um, you, you jump in that OSA league, and you're playing with a lot of the, the big Class A schools. Uh in addition to a few class B, a few of the smaller class A, uh, there's a lot of teams in that league. So you could end up playing the best of the best, depending on how the schedules work out. So um, I guess it depends on kind of how you, how strongly you feel about the group you have um, and whether or not those kids are ready uh, for that kind of competition, or if you're better spent working on uh, using that time for skill work and uh, just getting in the gym and, maybe doing a thing here or there later in the summer. So those are decisions that I'm sure those coaches have already made or are making uh, because you got to obviously got to sign up for this stuff. The spots are limited, but um, we'll have to see um, kind of where the, those programs fit into the, this overall uh, month here as they, they open up for the first time. Hey, so let me get you out of here on this and I appreciate you giving me your, your best 20 minutes here. Um, you know, big boat from the NSAA. Right, we're going to go four and four. Um, we're going to be out of the high schools. You and I both. We try to get around a ton, just get a feel, not just a metro thing, not just a Lincoln thing. You know, we try to get a good feel for the state. Did you get the sense that the young men and women were ready to get out of the high schools for the smaller classes? Let me start there. Did you kind of get the sense that they like? 
the smaller gym atmosphere before we try to act like we're speaking for everybody when we talk about the masses. Yeah. That's, I actually haven't talked to a lot of players uh, about it. Uh, I've seen kind of both sides of that reaction where um, on the one hand, yeah, it is nice to be able to, to play in a big, uh, big arena, big uh, kind of setup like that. If you get to that point in the season, like um, the bigger class schools do. Uh, but on the other hand, some of the, the, the best atmospheres are in those high schools. <laughs> and then on the other hand, Sometimes for, obviously we saw with Winnebago when they were making their big run, um, the high schools just weren't big enough. There, yeah. there were so many people. <laughs> I remember those to... days. That, that was Winget's senior year, and yeah. we were standing in line getting into high schools. Yeah. So that is definitely something that you want to avoid. Like You, you obviously want a great atmosphere, but I, I think it's more important that you, you let everybody who wants a chance you let all the teams, the the school's fans, have a chance to get in there and, and watch their teams. And that's obviously not, uh, I think, something that is a problem for every single game, especially in the early rounds. But um, I think you'd like to avoid that if possible. And, again, it does – it just feels right that everybody that makes it to that stage gets to – or that's that point in the season gets a chance to play on a similar kind of stage. Um, so D2 will get a chance to play, uh, in the big arena, just like C1 and B. And obviously it'll be Devaney versus PBA, but, um, both, uh, both big arenas get to play, um, in front of a different kind of, uh, setup than than you're used to during the regular season. So I think that does kind of make it feel a little bit more special to go, go play at at one of those two places that that's where people win state championships, Mm. obviously. The uh, PBA has kind of taken over. Devaney has played a bigger part in, in the past, but uh, it, it just overall, um, I, I think, I think this is a positive move. Especially you get the one day off for depending on how the schedule is going to work out. Um, I, I think this year the the break. Obviously, you don't want the you're not going to be able to do the six days. Um, everybody going every day, or you're playing every other day. Um, it's just not feasible. But it is, I, I think that the off day does help the, the level of play. Um, imagine, imagine back uh, a couple of years back with the, the Bellevue West and Creighton Prep and Miller North <laughs> yeah. and those semis. Uh, imagine having a day off after that to, to be able to recharge because those teams gave everything they had on, on that night. And you could see, I, I think it impacted uh, the championship game at least a little bit. So. Yeah, you know, that's funny you say that because the semifinals were so exciting. There wasn't a lot left in the tank. You're playing the last game at night, the following night. You did, Have you even allowed yourself to wonder what could have been, or did you just kind of rest in, hey, listen, that's about as good a semis as you're going to see, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and, I mean, it was still a, a, a great championship game. Like, those teams went back and forth, but – it, it just would have been nice to have a little bit more uh, rest for them to, to kind of recharge the game plan and um, to go at it. So um, I think overall, this is a positive change. It's d- different financially. Obviously it's going to be a little bit more expensive to, uh, to, to use just uh, the Devaney and, and uh, PBA, but overall I, I think it, it's worth it to, to kind of level the playing field for all the classes and, and to give those kids the opportunity 
um, to, to play at that level and to, um, again, mix in a, a day off here, uh, depending on how the schedule works out. All right, so let me get you out of here on this. If with soccer having huge numbers, um, Morrison Stadium is a great setup. You know how people respond well to state high school wrestling, and it's up there in the pecking order. A little luster has come off a of state track with the splitting of the classes. We have some grumble bugs with the facility and what's going on at Burke and blah, blah. Does basketball have a chance to re-enter if it's fallen out of the fanfare in, in terms of what it provides for a state tournament being at centralized locations? Yeah, I I, I think so. Um, Did I, it I don't fall do- off for you? Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, because of the way I cover it, like I'm in one location um, for the most part. I, I bounced back and forth in the past, but the, the last few years I've just mostly stuck it out. I, I did check out a couple others um, this year, but uh, mostly I, I either I post up at PBA, maybe a little bit at the Devaney. So um, I, I really, honestly, I haven't been to one of the high schools for a, a state tournament game. Mm. Um, I stick at one of the big arenas. So um, I, I don't know that it'll be that different for, from what it allows you to be efficient too. Yeah, it, exactly. Right. And with the four days, I, I think that will uh, for me, at least it'll give you a chance to see a, a few more games than you would have otherwise a few more teams, maybe than um, you would have had to make a, make a choice between previously. Um, now you get a chance to, to see maybe uh, an extra couple of teams that would have lost before they made it to the round where I would have seen them. And so I think just overall an extra day, an extra day seems right. Whereas an entire week, I think it was overkill. Um, That that was rough on everybody. Um, I guess a little bit easier on the athletes (laughs) that were playing every other day as opposed to three days straight. But I think for fans trying to, to take in as much as they could, obviously for the NSA and all the workers, um, and all the media like me, like six days is a lot, but I think four days is much more doable and gives you just that extra day to enjoy the basketball and to see more games. So, um, overall, I, I think, I, I think, uh, this is an improvement. I think it will help, um, overall the enjoyment of the tournament for the fans, for, for the, the, the families and the players involved. Um, but it's going to, going to be up to the players to, to kind of, help produce that atmosphere. Yeah. You can't have a great tournament without great games. So um going to, a lot of it will, I think will depend on that. Let me sneak in one more thing as uh, we'll probably get ready to cue the music. How do you explain, I just want to get your NBA thoughts here real quick. How do you explain <laughs> the discrepancy in scores in terms of what we've seen with the lack of competitiveness in the NBA? I, I mean, I think you could, I, you could maybe make the case in the Western conference, I guess with, the volume of threes, but Boston, Miami, they have been blowouts. Do you, do you have a, th- a working theory? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just the shooting variance and the way that the teams have kind of set up their systems to, to maximize um, those looks for, for a lot of players. Obviously, you're, you're playing around your superstars, and, um, and teams have to adjust and find a way to, to react and try to limit those guys and that creates opportunities for others. And those others typically aren't the, the guys that are going to be the most consistent. And a lot of it comes down to who's you, at You home. mean Reggie Bullock could be hit or miss? 
uh, yeah, we've seen literally quite a bit. Well, I'm a Carolina guy. I saw it his whole career, so <laughs> I just kind of chuckle when people are miffed that he'll have a stat line with no production. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could have used uh, a couple of those in, in the last series, but uh, good that, point here nor there. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is just kind of the the shooting variance and the in-game adjustments and kind of uh, the strategy that coaches are deploying. Um, and so it is kind of disappointing. Uh, I'd really like to see a competitive game that maybe with some clutch time minutes, we feels like we haven't seen that all playoffs. Um, but hopefully uh, we're getting all that out of the way now and setting the stage for um, a, a really great finals. But yeah, it, it's been it's been rough to watch. Most of these games yeah. have been decided. Some in the first half, most in the third quarter. Um, there's not been a lot of exciting second half basketball, and um, that that is, I think, part of the the problem with kind of the homogenization of the game and the smarter play that, that we're seeing now. That everybody understands the, the best way to to to, to win to to create good looks um, is. There's a lot more riding on shooting variance, and um, that's we've certainly seen that in, in a big way in both of these of these uh, conference finals. Where um, really it just has come down to all right, who's hitting who their shoots shots the threes better? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm encouraged, and I'm a little sad. I'm kind of more old school. That's Jacob Padilla gave us the best he had. Wasn't feeling great, but we got one in. We'll be back next week. We appreciate you tuning in. It's Nebraska preps post game. Don't you dare miss it. A Huda Media Production.